Thanks for listening. We can all listen to the sunny side of sports. Great show, bro. You're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. Prince Nesta kicks off Monday show with a look at the weekend highlights in the major European club football leagues. Sporty greetings, Prince. Sporty greetings to you too, Sunny. Friends of Cameroonian descent Kylian Mbappe scored a goal in each half as Paris Saint-Germain crashed Nantes by three goals to nil to reclaim top spot in the French league table. The Parisians, who have now scored 28 goals in seven games this season, will start their latest bid for Champions League glory at home to Juventus on Tuesday. Swiss football of Cameroonian descent Brille Mbolo headed home the winner as Monaco claimed a 1-0 victory against Nice at the Lyons Rivera Stadium. In other fixtures, Canadian forward of Haitian descent Jonathan David scored twice, his fourth of the season, to help Lille beat Montpellier 3-1, while Cameroonian hitman Carl Toko Ekambi, French footballer of Angolan descent Castello Lukeba, his fellow countryman of Malian descent Musa Dembele and Alexandre Lacazette all registered their names on the score sheet, as Olympique Lyon strolled to a 5-0 victory over Angers at the group Palmer Stadium. Massey also maintained the unbeaten start to the French league after cruising to a 2-0 win over Auxerre with former Arsenal striker Alexis Sanchez among the scorers. Massey currently lies second on the table with 16 points and have a midweek UEFA Champions League clash against Tottenham Hotspur. Moving on to the English Premier League, Arling Haaland scored his 10th goal in six Premier League matches to help Manchester City secure one all draw against Aston Villa at Villa Park. The result leaves City in second place on 14 points, while Villa are in 17th and have four points from their opening six games. City manager Pep Guardiola assessed his team's draw. So, a good game. Uh, we could see it, uh, just one goal in one shoot on target uh, 90 minutes, so uh, we were not precise in our, in our touches in the final third, in our, in our game. And our simple things, uh, especially in the first half, and after we break the game, when the game was in our hands, and the chances that we had to score the second, and one action we defend really well in the second ball, so uh, they drop. That's Manchester City boss Pep Guardiola sharing his thoughts after Aston Villa snatched a draw with their only shot on target at Villa Park. Marcus Rashford scored twice. All summer signing Anthony added another on his debut as Manchester United claimed an impressive 3-1 win over league leaders Arsenal at Old Trafford. English strike of Nigerian descent Bukayo Saka scored Arsenal's only goal in the duel. The Gunners remain top of the table on 15 points thanks to their opening five wins, while United climbed to fifth in the standings with 12 points. Gunners boss Mikael Ateta was concerned with his team's performance. Really disappointed to lose the game, especially after what happened throughout 95 minutes. Um, we had some big periods, we were totally dominant, and the moments that we were 
in total control and not only that dominating creating chance after chance we didn't close the game and in any moment you know when they have open spaces they're going to hurt you in both boxes was the big difference they had three big chances score three goals we have numerous arrivals chances after chance and domination and uh, we didn't score enough goals Manchester United manager Eric Ten Hag also praises team's mentality the step forward so we are happy with that and uh, again good team spirit again 11 players on the pitch who fight for each other and good compact good press and I think a lovely goal but um, also room for improvement still and but that's normal start of the season that's Manchester United manager Eric Ten Hag's reaction to his team's victory over Arsenal at the Old Trafford Liverpool's sluggish start to the season continued with a nil-nil Merseyside derby draw against Everton at Goodison Park the draw left the Toffees still searching for their first win of the season, while the Reds also remain without a victory away from home this season. Liverpool manager Jurgen Klopp shared remarks on his team's performance. Rule number one, if you cannot win the derby, don't lose it. I think we could have won it today, but we could have lost in a few moments as well. If you count the amount of chances we had and the amount of chances they had, then we would have probably deserved, would have been a preserved winner. I think that we had the last chance, which was a massive one. We could have won there, absolutely. But they had... Ali had to make two incredible saves and just called a goal, which was disallowed for a small offside, but obviously offside. So, intense like always. And we were ready to fight after a super intense game on Wednesday. Um, we, we tried to fight, and especially then, of course, um, second half, um, it was. It looked like an end-to-end game because after our set pieces, they we didn't defend the second balls that particularly well. We had good set pieces, but when the set pieces we didn't finish it off, or we got another one, then we were slightly too open. That they used that in these moments pretty well. Apart from that, they didn't cause us a lot of problems or whatever. Um, but we had to dig in deep. Obviously, that's what we did. Then's Liverpool manager Jurgen Klopp reacting to its side's Premier League draw against Everton at Goodison Park. Ben Chilul and Kai Havertz both recorded their names on the score sheet as Chelsea clinched a 2-1 Camber Queen against West Ham United. Chelsea boss Thomas Tuchel reacted to his side's victory. Super complicated against, against West Ham. They defend deep, they defend passive, but very very well structured and disciplined around the box with a lot of physicality so it's very hard to create chances to create a rhythm you're responsible for the rhythm you're responsible yourself for 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 every attacking um, option that you want to create and then you go uh, one nil behind which makes things incredibly difficult and to, uh, the team kept believing and kept on pushing and um, I'm, I'm so happy for, for them because we wanted to restart the season and uh, we got now uh, um, a late win, we got uh, a good atmosphere in the stadium and hopefully that helps us to, to find our confidence back. Bell's Chelsea manager Thomas Tickle sharing his thoughts after his team's hard foot victory at home to West Ham. Emil Hodgeberg and England captain Harry Kane both scored as Tottenham Hotspur secured a 2-1 win over Fulham. Spurs remain unbeaten in six games and have 14 points, while Fulham remain in mid-table with eight points. Antonio Conte was proud of his team's performance. Today, the team the team played very well. I think uh, that we have to be more uh, 
sometimes more clinical and uh, to be killer, no, and to finish, to finish the game. Instead, that, uh, we kept the, the game uh, only one nil. Then two nil, uh, uh, we could score much, much more, and we considered a goal. And uh, until the end, uh, we suffer. We suffer uh, under a psychological aspect. No, I think uh, we have to try to improve. But at the same time, this team uh, uh, learned, has learned to to suffer, to be compact, and uh, to be resilient. That's Antonio Conte sharing his assessment on Tottenham's win against Fulham. The summer transfer window closed on Thursday with several big-name targets obtained by various teams looking to bolster their squads. Some of the high-profile signings on deadline day included Manchester City's acquisition of Swiss defender of Nigerian descent Manuel Akanji from Borussia Dortmund on a five-year deal. Everton also signed Senegal international Idris Agüe, who rejoined the Toffees from Paris Saint-Germain, while Liverpool added Brazilian international national Arthur Melo on a season-long loan from Juventus. Fulham also added former Arsenal and Chelsea midfielder William to their squad, with Gabon captain Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang joining Chelsea from Barcelona on a two-year deal. Reporting for the sunny side of sports, I'm Prince Nestor. Thanks, Prince. Some top African footballers are expected to play vital roles for their European clubs, when the 2022-2023 UEFA Champions League kicks off on Tuesday. For some pre-competition analysis, Iron Mike Mbonye spoke with the chief football writer at ACLSports.com, Fisayo Dairo. The UEFA Champions League remains one of the best, if not the best, club football competition in the world. The Europeans have put in lots of resources Lots of money and effort to ensure that it remains ahead of other continents' flagship football competition. And that's why year in, year out, we see top quality football in artistry being displayed by top soccer talents across the globe. That is uh, what the competition is known for, for decades now. And this year's edition will also not be um, an exception. You know, we are, we'll be having a couple of new teams also coming in to participate in a group stage, but we still have the usual suspects, the big guns, the champions of the biggest leagues in Europe and teams that are not champions, but also um, some that are always in the periphery of winning their leagues and the Champions League itself. I'm more fascinated by the fact that we'll be having AC Milan of Italy, who used to be a, a, a household name in the Champions League some years back, now coming back into the fold gradually. So it's definitely going to be another exciting time for soccer fans across the globe. Who are the African players to watch as the UEFA Champions League kicks off? The success story of the UEFA Champions League cannot be well narrated without mentioning the exploits of African players over the years. And this year, we also expect lots more from the African imports, starting with the... Egyptian king, Mohamed Salah, who will be campaigning in Group A for Liverpool against the likes of Ajax Amsterdam of Holland, 1995 champions, who now have Nigerian centre-back Calvin Bassi, and also Victor Rusimen, who plays for Italian side Napoli. 
Sporting greeting, this is Victor Sime, Super Eagles of Nigeria and Napoli FC forward. You're listening to the sunny side of thoughts on the voice of America. Aside that, we have Sadio Mane, who has crossed from Liverpool to Germany with Bayern Munich now in Group C, and he'll be coming up against FC Barcelona, who have also acquired the services of Frank Kese from AC Milan, the Ivorian international. Inter Milan, in that same group, have Cameroon goalkeeper Andre Onana in their ranks as well. Talking of other big guns, I mentioned AC Milan returning to the fold, and they have Algerian midfielder Ishmael Benassar as one of their key players. While well, in that same group E that Milan have, we have Chelsea, and I have in Pierre Emerick Bamayel from Gabon added to goalkeeper Edward Mendy and defender Khalidu Kulibali from. Senegal. Yves Besuma will also be participating in Group D with Tottenham Ospors and uh, these are just uh, some of the African players that we expect. Olympic Marseille are also returning to the big league and they have quite a number of African players from Eric Bailly to Chancel Mbemba just name them, lots of African stars in the French League with Marseille. So Africa will not be short of representation in the UEFA Champions League as it always is and we wish them the very best. Do you think some of the African players will create impact during the UEFA Champions League? Definitely. We should expect huge impact from the African players. We hope that uh, they will continue what they always do in this competition. Mohamed Salah of Liverpool is always expected to get close to, you know, seven, eight or nine goals, although he has not really gotten his season on the way properly as much as he would have loved in England. But the Champions League is where, you know, hearing the music and then the, the guys are fired up. So you expect lots of impact. The, the big clubs that want to win the Champions League have one African player or the other, and you, are, you expect them to contribute in their very own way to ensure that their club achieves success. So um, definitely we should expect huge impact from African contingents. That's Fisayo Dairo, the chief football writer at ACLsports.com. And he spoke with Iron Mike Mbonye on the telephone from Port Harcourt, Nigeria. I'm Sonny Young in Washington, D.C., and you're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. Iron Mike also asked Fisayo for his reaction to the recent transfer of Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang from Barcelona to Chelsea. The transfer of Gabonese star Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang to Chelsea from Barcelona in England is a little bit surprising, but that's the name of the game. If you find yourself at a club where you think um, your playing time will be so much of ampered, you want to go elsewhere that will be appreciated and you know um, yes it could be surprising but it's a good one for him he's coming back to a league which he knows very well having featured for four years for us now and he's, he's going to be playing under a manager whom he has played with while he was in Germany as much as surprised it could be uh, it, it, it's, it's part of the game and it is not entirely surprising because, like I mentioned earlier, footballers will move when conditions become so difficult for them wherever they find themselves. So Obama Young 
might just be the player Chelsea need at this moment. Over the past couple of seasons, they've not really had that goal-poaching effect up front. In recent times, they've had Romelu Lukaku, Timo Werner, both of whom left the club this summer. They've been misfiring in front of goal, and they'll be hoping that Aubameyang provides that uh, killer instinct for them in front, um, at, at, up front. Aubameyang is quoted to have said he had an unfinished business in the English Premier League. Do you think he will surpass the record he set in Arsenal? Well, if Aubameyang says he has an unfinished business in the Premier League, then we wait to see what that business is. But surpassing his um, Arsenal record might be a tad too high an ambition. He scored 68 Premier League goals for Arsenal over four years. And the only time he did not get a double figure of goals was last season when he had a fallout with the head coach, um, Mikel Arteta, and had to leave midway in the season. So he's a renowned goal scorer. He's a proven goal scorer. And yes, he can bang in the goals, but I think 68 goals, considering the fact that he's been under a two-year contract by the Blues and perhaps might get it extended to three, and he's not getting younger anymore. He's 33 at the moment. But if he says he has an unfinished business, we wait to see what that business is. Maybe he thinks he has to win the Premier League as it is Manchester City and Liverpool to remain the favourites. And Arsenal have started the season like a house on fire. But for Aubameyang, yes, it's a new challenge for him. Other players, other former Arsenal players that joined Chelsea have managed to achieve success one way or the other. And Aubameyang will be hoping to follow in the footsteps of these players, such as Ashley Cole, Cesc Fabregas and Oliver Giroud. That's Fisayo Dairo, the chief football writer at ACLsports.com. And Fisayo spoke with Iron Mike Mbonye on the telephone from Port Harcourt, Nigeria. Sporty greetings. This is Fisayo Dairo, chief football writer at ACLsports.com. And you are listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. On the next Straight Talk Africa, Zambia is receiving a big rescue loan from the International Monetary Fund. Will this lead to a better life for Zambians and help rebuild the country's economy? Plus, we'll discuss the race for digital supremacy in Africa. China is a frontrunner. Will the Asian nation outpace the United States? Join me, Heidi Adams, on the next Straight Talk Africa, this Wednesday at 18.30 UTC. Just ahead, Samson Omale will have a package of African sports news for us. And Samson says a world record-holding hurdler from Nigeria tops his report. World record holder Nigeria's Toby Amusson dominated the women's 100 meters hurdles at the Easter 2022 Berlin meeting on Sunday, winning in a time of 12.45 seconds. The meet is part of the World Athletics Continental Tour Silver Level Series. Amusson entered Sunday's race on the back of a second place performance at the 2022 Luzen Diamond League meeting last month, but said she was confident of bouncing back at Olympic Stadium this weekend. 
And now to the Regional Council of Southern Africa Football Association's Women's Cup, where striker Barbara Banda scored five goals as Zambia cruised into the semi-finals of the 2022 Kosafa Women's Championship thanks to a resounding 7-0 victory over Lesotho at the Madiba Stadium in Nelson Mandela Bay on Sunday. Banda was lethal in front of goal as she took her tally in the tournament to seven in just two games to head the scorer's charts. In other matches played, Yvonne Koba scored a brace for Namibia as they beat Eswatini 5-1. Namibia captain Zanasa Coleman speaks of her team's victory against Eswatini. We, we started off very well and I think we just needed to come back you know, stronger and we needed to win this, ma- this match for, for ourselves and for our country. Uh, we created more chances in the uh, in the first game also, but we didn't put it away. So we needed to come in into this match to score more goals, and I think we did well. And now to rugby news. South African national rugby team, the Springboks, have finally claimed their first test win over the Wallabies of Australia since 2013. After the disappointment of their loss in Adelaide last weekend, the Springboks came out guns blazing to register their 24-8 win over Australia at the Alliance Stadium in Sydney. This bonus point win refreshes their rugby championship hopes and has also snapped a two-match test losing streak that was starting to pile pressure on coach Jack Ninamba. Sia Kulisi is the captain of the side. It was a tough week last week um, but I'm grateful for the way the boys stood up and yeah from grateful for the support from people back at home. You know it was you know they, they took it really hard so did we um, yeah but um, I'm so proud of the way that we stood up as a group. We knew what we had to do. I am Samson Omale in Abuja, Nigeria. Sporting greetings. This is Toby Mewson, 100-meter hurdles, African champion, African Games record holder, national champion, Commonwealth Games champion, Olympic finalist, Diamond Trophy winner. You're listening to the sunny side of sport on The Voice of America. Thank you. Thank you, Toby. As Samson Omale reported, Toby was in winning form again on Sunday in Berlin, Germany. 2022 has proven to be the most successful year of Toby's athletics career. The 25-year-old Nigerian athlete has won world, Commonwealth, and African titles. Toby set her world record of 12.12 seconds at the World Championships in Eugene, Oregon. Turning to tennis, defending men's champion Daniel Medvedev of Russia has been beaten in the fourth round of the U.S. Open in New York. The AP's Graham Agars reports. Men's defending champion and top seed Daniel Medvedev has been upset in the U.S. Open fourth round by Nick Kyrgios. The flamboyant Australian put on a shot-making clinic that wore Medvedev down and he moved into his first quarterfinal in New York 6-2 in the fourth set. I didn't over-celebrate. You know, it's only quarter. It's only fourth round. You know, I got quarterfinals, and you know, it was an amazing experience. Obviously, taking down the number one player in the world on Arthur Ashe Stadium. But I don't really like to celebrate too much. Coco Goff also reached her first U.S. Open quarterfinal, toughing out a seven-five-seven-five victory over Zhang Shui. She next takes on Caroline Garcia of France after she stopped Alison Risk Amitraje in straight sets. Ayla Tomljanovic also reached the quarters following up her win over Serena Williams. Yeah, it just feels really good to back up a win that I think got a lot of attention. Um, Just felt like it's been a really big 48 hours. 
And I, I didn't really feel like myself today. The whole day, I don't know, it just uh, felt a little bit drained. So after that slow start, I just didn't want to go out like that. And um, picked myself up and fought back really hard um, and played some quality tennis after that. I'm Graham Iga. Thanks, Graham. VOA's Gwen Uten joins us now with fan reaction to Serena Williams's third round loss on Friday night in New York. Sporty greetings, Gwen. Sporty greetings, Sonny. Friday's third round clash against Australian Isla Tomlianovic at three hours and five minutes was the longest U.S. Open match of Serena Williams' career. The demand to see Serena in what is likely to be her final tournament drew a record-breaking crowd of nearly 30,000 to Arthur Ashe Stadium in New York. And throughout the match, raucous fans inside the stadium were in Serena's corner for every point. But ultimately, they could not lift Serena to one more win. And following her disappointing three-set loss, Serena gave a wave, a twirl, and an emotional farewell in what could be the last singles match of her career. Fans who were gathered outside the stadium could be seen tearing up as the match ended. Some of those spectators spoke to Reuters News, like Tiffany and Ava Wenderoth. The mother and daughter duo traveled to New York from the U.S. state of South Carolina just to catch a glimpse of the tennis icon. And they expressed what many fans were also feeling. Without Serena, the sport will never be the same. It's the end of an era. So, I mean, tennis will never be the same without Serena. Despite dropping her first set against Tomlianovic, Serena forced Friday's match to three sets and remained relentless until the very last point. That never-surrender fighting spirit has defined Serena's electrifying career for over two decades. And fans Jimmy Laguerre, Pat Carliglio, and Miles Stern say her talent is unmatched. She's the GOAT. She's the GOAT. I think uh, no one really will ever rival Alexi. I think what she has accomplished is unparalleled in the sports. Women or men, we're so proud of her. But I think a lot of people loved her in the beginning, too. She was a young teenager, and people fell in love with her and stayed in love with her. She's a true champion. Well, it's really sad because nobody's ever going to match her talent, and in, in my opinion, she was the greatest. She was even upon the greatest, with, if, like she's top five, any of women and men, she's that good. Over 2,000 miles from New York, tennis fans gathered to celebrate Serena Williams' legacy in South Central Los Angeles, where resident Abigail Feitzer found it hard to put into words the impact Serena has had on the sport. Oh, my God. Uh, You can't even state what she gave to this sport. I mean, she uplifted all the women. Um, She made it, you know, a talk not just about, you know, who could be the greatest female athlete, but literally who could be the greatest athlete. So I think it's an amazing influence, and she really brought everybody um, 
up to a higher level. 79-year-old Cliff Burrams reflected on both Serena and her older sister Venus from the sidelines of the very tennis court the sisters trained on as kids. They have, I guess, shown that you can come from humble beginnings and, and make a good life for yourself. And if you dedicate yourself to doing what you love doing and what you have talent in, it pays off in the long run. So uh, I'm proud of them for that. During her farewell speech on Friday, Serena thanked her older sister, saying, I wouldn't be Serena if there wasn't Venus. She is the only reason that Serena Williams ever existed. In early August, Serena announced she is evolving away from tennis, a decision she reiterated following Friday's late-night match. But she did seem to leave the door slightly cracked. When probed by ESPN's Mary Jo Fernandez on whether she would re- consider walking away from the sport, Serena said, I don't think so, but you never know. And according to Los Angeles tennis instructor and fan Nelson Montgomery Pateb, Serena Williams will be back. I have this belief that she'd try for the one more that she needs to break the record. That's just me. Well, for now, Serena leaves the sport with the most singles tennis matches ever won at the U.S. Open tournament and more Grand Slam singles titles than any player in the Open era. And she has left her imprint as one of the greatest athletes to ever grace the sport. And that is all from me, Sonny. Back over to you. Thanks, Gwen. That's my VOA colleague, Gwen Uden. And that wraps up the September 5th edition of the show. Thank you for tuning in. I get it. I'm VOA's Sonny Young in Washington. And that's the sunny side of sports.